0: I mean, some of us think we are, and I need to get it out there. It's okay. None of our kids are perfect. But Mary, she had the burden of saying, yeah, my kid's perfect. (laughs) Can you imagine? I mean, yeah, I know. And then can you imagine being Jesus' younger siblings and, and being a mom that has to navigate that? Well, Jesus picked up his room. You know, I mean, how did it go? I mean, can you just be more like Jesus? I mean, good grief. We've been saying that to our kids. So we feel some of that burden. When we are reasonable, though, we will agree that our children aren't perfect because our parenting isn't perfect. But that's what's fantastic about the story of Jesus. Mary's imperfect parenting still resulted in the perfect Messiah. Isn't that awesome? Because God is still in the business of doing a parallel thing. This too is significant for us, if you recall. Though Mary alone would carry the physical Christ inside of her, I feel it's a good time to remind us of Colossians 1.27. If you were with us a year and a half ago, I asked you to memorize this verse. If you memorize it, say it with me. If you need a reminder, it's on the screen. God wanted to make known among the Gentiles the glorious wealth of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Friends, don't miss that when we come into relationship with Jesus Christ, He wants to give us the down payment of His Holy Spirit. That's the very language that the Apostle Paul uses in multiple of his letters. That He wants to indwell us. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and 5 talk about how we are vessels, we are clay jars that get to have in us this significant, brilliant, perfect thing. Fragile as we are, we get to indwell the Holy Spirit of God so that we can invite him in and hand controls over to him. And so in that way, we can feel both the blessing of God's presence, but also the burden of knowing that where we go, he goes. And what we do, he is a part of when we call ourselves his. When we invite him into relationship, uh, back into relationship with us, or, or said better, when we accept his invitation into relationship with him. See, God still is in the business of allowing the imperfect to carry His perfect spirit so that He can mold us and shape us into His image and into His likeness and so we can share Him and His love with this world, focusing on Christ and what He's accomplished through His life, death, burial, and resurrection, so that our story becomes more His story than our story. And so again, I ask, what areas of our lives are we struggling to hand over to Christ? And though we might be afraid to hand those over to him in this season, maybe Mary's acceptance of the burden and the blessing might open the door for us to say, hey, this is new, this is different, but I'll take it. I can see that the Lord is with me and where he wants to lead me, I will go. Be it Egypt for a few years, we'll take Egypt for a few years. If you're Jonah and are sent to Nineveh, well, you can try to run to Tarshish, but you'll probably end up in Nineveh. Wherever it is that God wants us to go when we are walking with him, it goes well in the end. Third thing I want to point out in this message to Mary is don't miss the, the great statement that if there is a memorized verse in that, it's verse 37, Luke 1, and that's this. God makes the impossible possible. God is still in the business of making the impossible possible. And this is a common theme too, isn't it? Zachariah, Zachariah doubted God earlier in the chapter, and it seems that Mary's faith is feeble at this point as a young lady in the same way that Zacharias was feeble as an older man being reminded that his wife was going to have a child who was going to play a significant role in the Christmas story, the forerunner fulfilling uh, the prophet Isaiah. Oftentimes in our lives, the purpose that God calls us to can only be completed in his power. He does not call us to things to deify us. Really, I think Mary herself probably cringes in heaven over the many who have deified her, made her equivalent and equal to God in prayer and in thought. She humbly accepted, though, that if this would take place, if the Christ would indwell her, that she would humbly accept that it had nothing to do with her, and it had everything to do with God working another miracle. There are things that we want to accomplish and do as individuals, and we must be careful God might be saying no right now because our plan is still human-sized and not God-sized. God wants to make the impossible possible. If you feel God has called you to something that is in your own power, I urge you to question if that is God's calling or if that's another desire of your flesh rearing its ugly head. If it is scary to talk about his calling, that's probably because it's something that only God can do, and you're probably getting closer to finding out your very greatest purpose in life. Look at verse 37 again. Beautiful words. For nothing will be impossible with God. For a lot of us, nothing is possible. We're good at accomplishing nothing. But when we add God to the equation, we cannot accomplish nothing because nothing is impossible with God. When God is added to the equation, something is going to come out of it, and it's going to be something good and beautiful because those are the things he makes and does. If something is in the way of God finding favor with you. Know that Jesus came into the world to rescue us from sin and death. Don't forget the message to Mary. This is the Savior. He came to save us because we're not good at saving ourselves. He wants to forgive our sins. Jesus came to forgive our sins, to lead us into right living that finds favor with him and leads us, leads us even into eternal life. If there are areas where we won't let Jesus in, if we're not willing to carry Christ in us, the hope of glory and to take control, then we need to wrestle with that in this very moment and consider that the greatest reason that you may not experience the blessing of Christ's presence because we continue to reject it. He wants to help us. Christ wants to heal us. Can you imagine going to the doctor with a mass and talking about removing it, even scheduling the appointment, showing up and not signing the paperwork to do it so that now the doctor just stares at you, waiting for you to sign the paper, but you won't do it. And then finally they've got to move on to the next one. Can you imagine even being in that place? No, we'd all sign the paper. And here it is, we know our spiritual infirmities. We know that we've sinned and fallen short, and we know that every major religion outside of Christianity says, we've got to be good enough on our own, and we all know that we lack. Christianity alone says, we've got to at one point fall on our faces and say, I'm not enough. And friends, that is the most freeing moment in life. And some of you need permission to have that freedom to fall on your face and to say, oh, Air can come back into my lungs. It does not have to be about my ability and power and strength because this is a God is possible only moment. And maybe you're saying, well, God can't forgive me. It would only take God to forgive me. Only God could forgive me. And I want to tell you, only God will be able to, and He wants to forgive us in that moment. Let's give Him control if there's something in our life that we're still trying to accomplish in our own power, I invite you to seek God and to ask for his possibilities to happen. I want to qu- close with this story that I found this week and thought it was beautiful. This was recorded in, in the Taipei Times in May, on May 11th of 2002. In 1972, there was a two-year-old Chinese boy, Hu Chen, or Zhenchuan, excuse me. I'm going to call him Hu because I'm not very good at saying Chinese names. So Hu fell from a table and went into a coma. When he woke up after six days, he was not able to talk or move. Like any parent, his mother was terribly distressed. Yet her distress was multiplied by the fact that she could not afford to place him in a nursing home. Instead, she has cared for who herself, and her care has shown the unfathomable depth of her mother love. You see, because he is unable to move, Hu Shuan, is liable to get terrible bed sores. So for the past 30 years, and potentially longer. His mother has done the unbelievable. She has carried her son on her back. As of May of 2002, Liu Kuelan, I'm gonna call her Liu, was 65 years old and she weighed 40 kilograms, which I went to Google to translate it, that's about 88 pounds. Her son, who now a grown man, weighed 82 kilograms, about 180 pounds. 88-pound mom, 180-pound son. On many occasions, Liu has fallen and fractured bones while carrying her son, yet she continues to carry him. When asked by the Taipei Times how she can do it, her reply is simply, he ain't heavy. He's my son. The blessing of carrying Christ in us far outweighs the burden. Jesus came into the world to save us. And he needed a fragile vessel to carry him in. And Mary was willing. After his resurrection and the disciples started the church, he wanted and still wants us to carry his spirit in our fragile vessels. Bottom line today is this, carry Christ. He's not heavy. Some of us, we come in here heavy because we've been trusting in our power. We've been thinking about our plan. Some of us maybe have not surrendered yet to Jesus, the Savior of our life, that Maybe the door is open where we're saying, okay, if He came to save me and if it's not on my power, I want to talk more about that. And if that's you today, I invite you, talk to the person that invited you, Uh, talk to me, grab me in the hallway on your way out of, of service today. Let's start that conversation. For everyone that has said yes to Jesus and accepted Him as Savior and Lord of our lives, He, in His mind, wants to dwell in our lives. And he ain't heavy. If an 88-pound mother can see that about the son whom she loved for all of her sons and her life, certainly we can do a better job of carrying Christ. This Christmas, let's be the church, the church that the world needs to see that is proud of the one inside of us as we make him known all around us. Will you stand with me? I'm going to invite the band to come as I pray, and uh, we'll close. We're going to sing Mary, Did You Know, relevant to the message today. God, thank you today for loving us, for coming in a way that surprises us, And God, even in the 21st century, the fact that you want to dwell inside of our fragile beings, it's humbling. So, might you give us the faith and the faithfulness to enjoy the blessings, because as you've promised, when we take your yoke upon us, the burden is very light. You're not heavy. And we ask that you would get the glory in our homes. Father, would you get the glory in this community and in this region? Would you get the glory to the ends of the earth and make us bold to make you known in Jesus, we pray. Amen.